They are so cool. I, 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 for, for things full, don't have to be practical to be good. For a full day at school, it's like a whole battery in a shoe. It weighs like the no size it of Frankie. They it's are like, so boom, good, boom, and you can boom. just like tie them up to whatever you want. So, like, if you want to rest, boom, rest. it's like it's not it's not like like quick like that. It's like no, it's like good. And they when they tie them, they look. Like, that's so loud. Oh, it's like weight resistance, though. It makes him more powerful. Like the guy from Metallica who has weights on his fingers when he plays guitar. His feet muscles are going to be like super strong. Exactly. It's doing it on purpose. If I, yeah, but mags are, like, mags are like Still 20 grand. Oh, no, 20, yeah, 20 grand for like some mags. Classic like Nike mags that don't even self lace, but like, oh my god. All right. All right. Before we get into like sneaker geek stuff. Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast to be forgiven after the Great Pod Wars. My name is Dota Collar, and I like pop culture archaeology. Um, like most lost media is television at this point. Kai, I watched a bit of found media this week. Um, you watched Not Another School, Not Another High School Show's pilot? Not Another High School Drama. Yeah, Not Another High School mm. Show. That's what it was called. Oh. I missed, when I told you what it was, I stuffed it up. Oh. So, for not another teen movie, there was going to be a spin-off TV show that never happened. It was the OC, but not. It was also like, like a million like other things. Like the OC? It was just, a, it was the, just hanging shit the, on the main, teen dramas. The main thing was the OC, but then you also had a dude named Dawson? I know he was Dawson's Creek. Yeah, there was a Dawson's Creek. <laughs> um, um, there was Buffy also was a... There. She wasn't Buffy. She was, she was Muffy. Muffy, yeah. Muffy the, the vampire slayer. Yeah. Lost media. I I always love digging around for like old forgotten stuff like that. Muffy. Yeah. Muffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't so imagine a kid called Muffy. <laughs> yeah, the kid from Arthur, right? Oh. Is, isn't Muffy also a rabbit? Uh, Muffy's in Arthur. Yeah, yeah, the rich kid, Muffy. Wow. Yep. Yeah, so mo- most lost media is TV, most of it. But thanks to like MMR servers that die, digital distribution that ends. Um, and developers losing licenses to use characters. Video games are quickly catching up. Uh, we've covered like Spider-Man Web of Shadows before. Uh, I think we've covered the Deadpool game before. That's also pretty much gone. Those are all lost to time. Uh, we're currently in the process of Sony killing the PS3's online features. Yeah, just showing There's a down. seed on my keyboard. Oh, yeah. I don't know where it's from. Maybe China. Um, yep, yeah, so PS3 is getting shut down, so all that online exclusive stuff will be lost media now um we just last year we saw the last of the pirated club penguin servers finally wrap up i didn't realize that ended like half a decade ago and people have just been doing it out of their homes you got to keep it alive like yeah but then a bunch of assist letters started popping up and now it's all gone so this week we are covering another game that may or may not be lost to time I personally blew the dust off my shitty old iPad and replayed the classic Telltale game Back to the Future. Thanks to somebody's help. You reminded me I had an iPad. Thank you. You were You've been bragging about it for two weeks. Enough. Guess who's not editing the podcast this week? Me. Um, Joining me, we have uh, producer Kyle. I have cake. Awesome. Uh, And we have uh, Bobo Jenkins with us again. Hello. Um, you played this before? Yes, I've played it before. Um, um me too. It was released, released, it released yeah. in 2010, so it is, it is getting there with age. Yeah, it's, it it, it old does what we're claiming is old, I feel real bad right now, I'm going back to my cake. Um, you 
Did, did you know much about Back to the Future before this? Yes, I, I Back to the Future was massive for me growing mm. up. But then when this game came out, it was it was huge, especially with the Telltale, like the story. Yeah, like they, they've been like known and they've been really good with their stories. Like all of their games have been like knocking it out of the park yeah. with stories. So I saw all the amazing reviews. It's like a genuinely good game on the App Store. Finally, so this was my jumping in point for Back to the Future. I played this and then watched the movies. I didn't oh, did you play the game first? Yeah, because I wasn't really looking for movies so much as looking for a, a game on the iPad that wasn't Angry Birds or shit. See, I wonder what that does to somebody. Like, usually people would go from the movies to the game, but then going from the game to the movie, like, you, you'd get, like, a different... Respe- different... you get a different vision? perspective. The... The... Avenge... No, not the Avengers. The Shield Carrier in the Avengers movie to me, is a perfect replica of the Halle Carrier in the Lego Marvel games. <laughs> Not the other way around. They just take the model. I mean, I did things in the wrong order sometimes. Anyway, so, before The Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us, and before I accidentally fired Alfred in the Batman games, Telltale was just a really small company. When LucasArts decided to leave the adventure game genre... Um, Kevin Bruner, Dan Connors, and Troy Melander left the company to do their own little thing, um, specializing in episodic downloadable games. Um, they always used intellectual properties, but they started off with very small fan bases. Um, they did Bone, Sam and Max, and for some reason CSI. There was multiple CSI games by these people. Yeah, I remember those CSI games, yeah. Mm. Um, and with the money they made from those, they moved on to bigger things. Like, um, do you remember the internet sensation Strong Bad? Nope. Strong? What's Strong Bad? They made a Strong Bad game. What, what do, do, you, you, do you know? Do you know of Trogdor? No. All right, this may be too old for you. Actually, <laughs> uh, they did Monkey Island and they did Wallace and Gromit. Oh. Hmm. Um. Yeah, but we jump in at 2010 with our first decent property, Back to the Future. This was their first like. Like, actual bigger thing. Mm. I mean, it's a big step between Wallace and Gromit and Back to the Future. Yeah. So this is, this is a cool thing about the story you mentioned. Um, Bob Gale joined on to help develop the story. Bob Gale is the co-creator, co-writer, and co-producer of the, all the original Back to the Future films. They actually got, like, the creator in. Well, it was like him and Zemeckis pretty much built that entire franchise. That's interesting. That's interesting because I know that like Zemeckis, he was like he's adamant he does not want recreations. Well, that's the thing; they still don't. They're over their dead bodies. Will there be a reboot? Yeah. Like they're protecting their intellectual property so hard. But this is if they were doing a fourth. This is pretty much the script they had recycled for this game. Um, what are some other things like that? The Last Ronin is currently happening. The Ninja Turtles comic. Which is a repurpose of an original script by the original creators, and that's pretty much what they did here. They were like, "If we were to continue this, this, and this would happen," so they repurposed it into the game. Um, the original Alita sequel was a PlayStation game, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, so he he jumped in to do all that. Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd allowed their likenesses to be reused. Uh, Michael was replaced on the voicing. This was wouldn't that be part of the package though? Not, like not really, because you're paying for the character's face, not the character. Hmm. It's um, the same as the Adam West and Batman 66 debacle. That's a, that's a whole thing on its own. Hmm. Um, so, 
Michael J. Fox did some voice cameos in later, but this was during like the really bad Parkinson's thing. Yeah. So he wasn't really up to reading the script. So they had to have a guy named AJ Locasio do the voice of Marty McFly. Um, Christopher Lloyd did the voice for Doc Brown and James Arnold Taylor did the young Emmett Brown voice. Uh, most people know him as Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank, but I remember mm-hmm. him as like half of Drawn Together. Like every civilian in that show was him. Um, yeah, so who else is there? we got Claudia Wells returns as Jennifer. Um, we have a guy named Kid Beyond doing the voice of Biff until the 30th anniversary edition. In which Thomas F. Wilson came back and redid the lines. That's good that they got some people to would you, redo the would you lines. They got whoever me? they could, and then after the success, they were like, can we muscle an, at least one more guy in? Would, would you like being the dude that got replaced, that got replaced by the no, no, original it's, it's dude? Cool. It's cool, because he came back to do Biff. No, but that's So every other person in the Tannen family tree is still the other guy. No, but that's what I'm saying. Would you be okay stepping down because the, the original guy? Yeah. dude steps up? If it was just some other dude, like, I'd be annoyed. But if this. it's the guy, yeah. I'd, I'd be okay with that. I'm just asking. Plus, yeah, I, yeah I, I see what you mean. I would I would definitely voluntarily step aside. Yeah. But he also got to do all the other guys in the family tree, so yeah, he's still fine. getting paid. Yeah. He's, well, he's still got his paycheck, but I, I reckon, yeah. What, what, what would you... You're not going to say no to, like, the Biff... Especially, I would if yeah. it was like my once in a lifetime. Well, you still role. Had, but you still had it. Like you still had the credit for that point. That still helped you with your career. It's still a good resume. Piece, yeah, like it? people wouldn't go like, "Oh, you got replaced by the real person." Be this, like, <laughs> oh, you got shoved aside by just a nobody, <laughs> the actual person. It's like when they actually got the skaters to do the voices in the remake of Tony Hawk. And made them old. <laughs> they did. Um, Alright, Kaya, so what did you think of this game? You've saw, you've seen bits and pieces throughout. I've played all of it. Mm-hmm. You made me. Yep. Um, how do you feel about the style of it, like all the really stylized characters and environments and stuff? I think it's, like, it works better because, like, if they had done it another way, I don't think it would have felt as genuine. Yeah, it's, it's weird because... It's got, like, this weird charm to it because it's so stylized. It's, it's cartoonish. That you're like, yeah, it's okay. And it makes it good, like... You can easily see it become a film, like, because it's already animated in a way that you're like, yeah, this kind of fits in mm. with, like, that aesthetic that the film had. Hmm. It's, it's weird because it's way more cartoony than other Telltale games, like, later on. Well, it's like, it's more like a but Pixar. Yeah, but it, it still has that. It still feels Telltale-y. Yeah, but but it does have that. It does have like a different the thing to it. You know? Telltale didn't find its footing because it was like it. Remember it went into that heavy cell shading with the Walking Dead and with the mm. Batman. Like this one didn't have that. Like that. That's kind of what I'm fascinated by this because this is it. This is the finale of the like Phase One Telltale. The second this ends, Wolf Among Us starts. And that's that dark, drab, very cell shaded, very dark storytelling based on episodic comics. But that's what which, I'm saying. Which the success of that went on for them to do The Walking Dead. And then, if you if you look at those things though, they are comic based thing, which is why cell shading makes sense in those things. There's still a little Whereas, bit of it in this. It's just not as um 
developed, I guess. But that's the thing, like, that's what I'm saying. This feels like it was an animated series follow-on from the films. Like, yeah. this is naturally how the films would have progressed if they become a TV show or something. Hmm. So and I like that it feels that way, having the original guy actually do the storytelling, because yeah. that adds credence to it. Well. Way, I like that they had it this way. Like, you mm. just... It, it, it felt like they're not disrespecting anyone by doing it. Like, if you didn't like it, you can just take it or leave it. Yeah, it's like it... It's I didn't a, know this existed until, like, four years ago. Really? Yeah. It's like a... However, I've watched it's like having more times a, um, than you've been alive. It's like having a delayed scene that you really like. Like it's there if you want it. It doesn't have to be there. And you can take it with as much with as much as you want if you don't enjoy it. It's like my chosen endings of most of my shows. When you decide when the perfect jump off point is. Yep. Look, we all have that. Well, this isn't like Sopranos where it ends ends in like mid set. Exactly. Yeah. No, I most of my shows five minutes early because I just hate the ending. Sometimes you got it, man. Peggy Carter ends on a cliffhanger. Um, I'm sure Veronica that'll... Mars it ends with them blowing one of the main characters up right after like it gets good and then you've got like the last four seasons of Dexter yeah <laughs> they bring him there back though so no no I'm bitter as hell about it because Showtime was like you can't use the original ending you can't kill Dexter we want to save that character for later on so we got the ending we got so in my head I'm like whatever they do next has to justify all of that shit and more to to be Tony worth our time. Books. I no, I switched to the books at a certain point because it was a better option. I but it's not their fault. Stuff. It was more. Um, I've never seen it. You've never seen it. Oh my god! It's, oh. I like doing this. This is my fun place. <laughs> I love Dexter. But legitimately, haven't never seen it. Mm. I think I've seen half of it. No, I've seen about five minutes of an episode once. There's you know a house what? on fire. That, or that intro is like just. It's just him cooking breakfast and stuff like that. And it's just, it's delicious. Shows what you can do with filming. Yeah, with, it's just like, he's just cooking eggs and it's like, oh, it's like every time he cooks them, it's like, oh my God. They managed to make just him shaving, putting on shoes yeah. and eating <laughs> breakfast. To, An entertaining intro. It tastes me. sinister as hell, but it's just, and then like he leaves the apartment and he's just like a dude in a tucked in shirt and you're like, huh. It's great. Mm. All right. Um, so we begin the game in Twin Pines Mall. Yes. Yep. Um, it's the first moment with the DeLorean. We all know it from the movie. But it's um something's wrong with it. Like, the DeLorean goes a minute into the future with Einstein in it, just like the film. But it doesn't return. Um, the sky becomes dark and stormy. The sign um, switches from Twin Pines to Lone Pines to then disappearing entirely. Yeah. Um, bef- Which has happened before. Yeah, followed by Doc himself. Um, it ends up being a big nightmare sequence. Um, yeah, it's, it's a nightmare sequence that Marty's going through. After he wakes up, we uh, we immediately go to Doc's home, which has just been sold for parts. Um, it's revealed that Doc has disappeared like Andrew Carlson. He's been gone for six months, and the bank is foreclosing his home and its contents. Mm. Um, it's a very morose opening. Everyone's like, Marty, he's dead, move on. Like, without saying it, like, his dad is clearly like that. Yeah. And it's a good... It, like, for me, it was a good introduction because you you felt the gravity of it. Even without any knowledge... Like, I knew what the movies were, but just out of the blue... It, what was your it, perception of Doc 
coming in, not being in the films. Like, I knew who they were, because it's, it's a bit like Star Wars, it's a bit like Indiana Jones. You know the movie from Osmosis. Everyone references all these classic 80s movies, so you sort of get it. Yeah. Like, I know that Doc's like a, a wild time-traveling dude with big hair, and he kind of sounds like Uncle Fester from Adam's Family Values. Kind of. Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> but, and you knew he was best buddies with um, Marty. And the comics actually go into the whole, like, how they meet and stuff. So it's not like a weird, why are they hanging out relationship kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I do like... I, I, I liked the opening. Well, even, like, with the dialogue traits. Like, when, when I play those games, it takes me so much longer to do them. Because I, like, you ask every everything. single question. Yeah. And then, like, there's times when... Uh, back when the games didn't have it so you could skip what they were saying you'd ask the same question yeah you, yeah, I did that a few times oh, but I well. just love it I love those games like where you can just go through and you can ask as many questions yeah like. it's it's weird for a Telltale game because it has huge dialogue trees but they don't have different outcomes it's just dialogue yeah because like it is the classic point and click adventure yeah maybe yeah. one of the last ones I haven't seen one in ages no, and you don't need to like ask all the questions like it gives you like what you should be saying and you just go through I, it that actually pops up later in my notes like you can do as much world building through the dialogue as you like yeah. you don't have to do any of it really just do all the really basic things. but as a fan you would be just like it depends like, even I dig around yeah. like without my prior knowledge because I just like easter eggy stuff I like to dig that extra little bit out. And I just like how they modeled it. Like, mm. exactly. It does look like it. It is beautiful. Yeah, like, that opening when you see, like, Doc's workshop, it is almost exactly the same as the movie's opening. Even down to the font they use. Like, they just, like, match it. Mm. And I just, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I like that it's a continuation of the Ridge Tridge. Um, giving Marty... Like, he, he has the cool, successful parents that he has at the end of the original ones. And they've got that weird, nuded version of Biff, which I always find weird. Like that The one who got punched in the Biff. face and then changed yeah. his entire life to being just this pushover. It's almost like he's, like, their pet. Simp Biff. No, because he, like, he attempted to rape the woman, and now the woman and her husband pretty much have him as, like, a weird... Slavey thing. It, it, I don't know what the goal is it, there. It, it's so weird. After one punch, he's lost all of his like bully friends. He's lost all of his like. He's lost everything. Oh, he's got a. If only weird. that worked. <laughs> yeah. Um. From, I mean, we lost the children. Yes. Yeah. So from this point, it's classic point and click adventure segments. You know, you find Doc's journal. Biff has it. You trick him into blowing himself away with a big guitar amp that Marty had. Um, once Marty has the journal. The very recognisable sound of the DeLorean is heard. Oh, wait, that makes sense. Because remember that that amp gets blown up in the first film. Mm, like then, right in the start. But then does that... And then you use that as a... Yeah. As a story bit. You also use it in Lego Dimensions. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's very, you know, pinnacle part. Just so I you mean, know. it's like it's opening moments, I suppose, it... I love it how it doesn't like rush you. You can spend as much time in that apartment just looking at everything you want. Just fiddle and then around. you just like you got to do those little puzzles, and you just got to think about ask questions, and usually you can find it. But yeah, like the environment, it doesn't rush you at all. No, there's no timers, which I love that, and it never feels frustrating either. Like you never, ah, it's just like you, it's like one of those you can cruise along, mm-hmm. enjoy it, go through the dialogue, and just take your time, go back. Yeah, you can really go. It's your own pace. Yeah. Um. So the DeLorean's done like a pretty much return to sender thing. No one's touched it in a while, so it's just returned to its time. 
Um, Doc is somewhere else, and he's probably in trouble because he's obviously without the car now. So the next bit of trouble and game puzzle is working out where he is. Um, so you have a shoe and you have Einstein, the Back to the Future dog. Yep, thanks, Scott. Um, yeah, it's the Back to the Future Einstein, not the Cowboy Bebop Einstein. Um, you have the dog sniff the shoe and then you go to the owner in town. Marty follows on his skateboard and to my utter horror, Maul grabs. Didn't you check the time circuits? Yeah, they're like blank or something. Oh, I was going to say. That's the thing. As much as this is like a really good story, there's obviously parts where it's like, well, now I have to like does do it, a puzzle. Because it goes like the top layer, the top section is like, this one tells you where you're going, this one tells you where you are, this one tells you where you were. Yeah, and like the bottom one is blanked out. Yeah. So it's just got to piece that together. Um, yeah, the, the shoe in the car belongs to Miss Edna Strickland, who is a relative of the vice principal or the principal the Strickland. Prin- the yeah. principal Strickland, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, she becomes a, pe- a key player as things play out, but in this timeline, she's one of those crazy old people that collects newspapers and yells at those damn kids from her window. Damn kids. Yeah. The, the foreshadowing in this scene is pretty great. Like, so much stuff referenced in that apartment alone. Like, even, like, through the next five episodes of this game become key parts. Like, it's really well built. Like, they obviously knew their story going into it. Um, yeah, the the shoe she lost was the day that the local speakeasy burnt down during Prohibition. So that's when we're going. Uh, once there, Edna, not-so-retired news reporter, asks Marty about the burnt-down speakeasy. Um, Doc is in jail for it, but will be assassinated for it very soon. From here, Marty has to find the younger past version of Emmett Brown, um, which I've written, which I've misspelled this entire episode because I've spelled it like your nephew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he has to finish this rocket-powered drill to do a jailbreak for older future Emmett Brown. You so, haven't even spelled it like my nephew. Oh, look at it, don't matter. That has an E, not an I. He spelled E-M-E-T? Yeah. Emmet. It's better than E-M-I-T. It's better than E-M-I-T. Well, it's time backwards. It's a reference to where they're going. Emmet. Green time backwards. If you're gonna pick on a five-year-old, yep, make, <laughs> I'm not make above sure that. That they don't have a very strong aunt who's gonna kick them. Like my job is to pick on kids. Yeah. No, you do, do not pick, You do not pick on my kids. My <laughs> kids do. are different. <laughs> um, while Marty is tracking him down, we see, uh, Marty. Yeah, we see Marty's grandfather. Who is being used as an accountant for mob boss Kid Tannen? Um, and we find out that Emmett used to work in law instead of science. Um, his father's a big time judge and is forcing his line of work onto his kid. And I, it makes sense for the character, but I like that science is going to be like the punk rebellion thing that Doc Brown does. Mm. Um, from here, if you've played any point and click mystery adventure you know sort of how it goes you got to get the drill ready so you got to steal the soup you got to give marty's grandfather a subpoena you got to send recovered alcoholics to a german man's house hurry up yeah i do i do like the hindsight of point and click games <laughs> they're just the most nonsense thing you know it's standard stuff typical find clues and items and use them accordingly to make your way through the level um I don't think it's easy, but it's less ridiculous than, like, Grim Fandango, which I struggled with. Because mm. that one's so absurd, I don't 
understand what to do with like a single item. We we got pretty like soft locked up. Oh, yeah, we yeah we didn't do very good at that game. Um, yeah, I can't think of any games that are like this in recent memory. I suppose like was when you were talking about like the Uncle Dawn. Yeah, we got like those ones, but those are more like you play through and you make decisions that impact. Like they, those, yeah, until doing like there's more telltale yeah, after the fact. They're not really yeah, point and they're, click. They're more, yeah, they're more like your consequences. Like the only other games I can remember like being like that. We haven't had many recently, mm. but um, it's all the old PC ones. Yeah, like the SpongeBob Employee of the Month. Mm. I remember like that. That was a that was amazing. It takes you three hours to play through, and I played through it like every afternoon. I, I do, yeah, and I remember every kid after school like playing like what is it, Freddy Fish. That was another point and click one. Grim Pandango, obviously, is but Monkey Island. I don't but really think they do all of them anymore. That's what I'm saying. They don't do them anymore. No, they they just don't. But like, they could be revived. There's no reason you, why not. Because the thing is, like, they're small environments, but they're just, like you can put so much detail on them, hmm. into them now, and you can spend time. It's like not open world because everything's open world. Everything is open world where everything just feels lifeless but like i i don't know it would be cool these, these games felt engaging game. because like the worlds weren't big but there was so much packed into them even like the like going back to the apartment or going back to the town square there's so much packed into it yeah but yeah so. yeah I, I i do like this stuff like it's weird that it's a telltale game and it's not a telltale game you know like, i don't mind that it doesn't change the overall outcome that I like that it's linear because A, their Batman games show me that I'm shit at them and B, this story is so good and having Bob Gale like work on it, like it is so well built that it was even used like as the main story arc in the 2016 Back to the Future comic like they repurposed all of this because it's a good story yeah, but it wasn't made by just fans it was made by the people who were involved in the project. Yeah, and it always feels that way. Like, the second South Park loses Matt Stone and Trey Park, it is not going to be South Park at all. No. That's what happened with Simpsons. All its good writers eventually retired. And then it changed. Yeah, it fell apart immediately. And it doesn't It doesn't feel the same because they bring that flair to it. Like, they know where to push these characters. They know... Yeah, exa- exactly. There's... It, it, I mean, it is an art. But that's, the, that's the reason why it needed to be such a linear game because they needed to. This would be terrible if it was. They needed to force you to pick what the character would pick. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. Imagine if you had the choice for like Marty to be a dick, and Marty to like. Just... Imagine if a genuine ending was like you ruin your grandparents' meeting and you die. Like that's the yeah, end. This is like just like <laughs> Marty McFly survives three movies to I... conk out immediately afterwards. I was gonna say he doesn't respond when anyone calls him a chicken. Or you just let him walk away. Yeah, yeah. That would that would change the entirety of these films. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, your atomic power drill falls apart at the police station, but Doc has been taken away in a paddy wagon by this timeline's version of Tannen. I love that there's always a shitty tannin, no matter what era you're in. It's, uh, it's But it's like that comical thing. Like It's, it's, like, it's, it's charming. The, the McFlies and the tannins will always live in close proximity. No it's, no, it's weird because, like, George McFly and Marty are different actors, but they recycle the same actors over again. There's one tannin. Yeah. 
And he's the same, yeah, the same guy every time. He's the same exact character every time. Sometimes he's got a mustache. Sometimes he doesn't. That's about the difference. <laughs> it's so... It's cute. It's charming. Yeah, um, you strap the rockets from the drill onto a stolen bike. Marty catches up and gets him out. The two of them manage to escape, but Marty begins to fade. And that's the end of chapter one right there. So it's a good intro. Like, like we said, it's an episode game. First episode was free. Um, and the thing is, like, yeah, they give you these these free episodes, and they're not just released all at once. Like, people have to wait on them. It was yeah, it was proper episode. And some and out. people would be just like playing them, and then like the wait would just mm. be. You get some people who can wait, but some people who like to just binge the series and just yeah. play for like the eight hours. But I do remember like it was already out when I played it. But I would get, like, you know, the classic iTunes card. I'd download an episode, and then I'd spend the rest on, like, cartoons. So then it was me. I'd pretty much made it episodic by, like, being terrible with money. So I'd wait for the next payday to get the next episode. But I would replay that episode, like, one or two, maybe three times Mm. in the meantime. Now we've actually started paying for episodes. Uh, We pick up right where we left off. Marty's fading, and they check tomorrow's newspaper, which he's carrying around, which is a handy thing to have on him, which has changed several times already. The cover story is now the accountant, which ratted out on the Tannen mob gang getting killed on the court steps. Yep. So, you know, obviously because that is Marty's granddad, it's a problem. So Marty heads back to earlier in the day to set the shit straight. Um, I like the detail that Einstein's sitting in the corner in Chapter 1 is mostly because he's with current Marty. I like that they explain that the dog is just sitting there docile, just staring at a tree for a reason. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of just being a weird detail. Well, they had to put the character in model somewhere. Yeah. And the fact that it attacks, the dog attacks Edna later is directly your fault. Yeah. Um, Marty shows up to mess things up, but... The mobsters still end up getting Artie, the future granddad. Um, he's taken down to the new speakeasy location under the soup kitchen earlier. Um, your next puzzle is knocking out goons, foreshadowing the Batman games that they would make later, I guess. I do like the Marty is just stealthily taking down goons. <laughs> as dumb as that sounds, it fits in the story, but at the same time, I'm like, this feels odd. Yeah, but goons appear everywhere. Yeah. Um, aside they from. Must be taken out. <laughs> Aside from Cue Ball's piano animation starting a few minutes early every time, it was pretty fun. Um, it's a it's a good era to put Back to the Future in the, you know, the Prohibition era. Yeah. They've done Cowboys, they've done the Future, they've done the Past. Well, that feels I mean, good. It, like it, a it mob, makes sense. Like a, like a monster, like, I don't know. That would have been a, it's a very natural progression for this. And, and, and it feels like if you went back, like, too far, it would have been weird. Like, if you went back to, like, 1940s. But they'd already done it. They'd done the Wild West. Hmm. Yeah. There's, but like, certain parts a, in history that would be okay because you wouldn't want to go back to, like, 1940s. Yeah, but who are you going to fight in the 1940s? Exactly. It's just Marty <laughs> kicking around rocks being, like, there's no a, one here. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> and then the movie ends. Exactly. Like, it has to take place when there is something going on. Yeah. But this is... It's such a natural choice to do Prohibition. Just during the, like during the Great Depression. He's just... He rocks up and goes, oh, this is sad. And then, then just credits. That's it. I'm sure they've played around with different timelines before and they're like, no. Yeah. No, this... this. How, do you, like, how do you feel they went with their, 20, with their version of 2015? 
It's, I mean, it's inaccurate. What did they say, like, Jaws 35 by then? That hologram? Look, if they were able to, they probably would. But I just, like, uh, the way they were looking into it. I mean, that... We went back to the future that day. Maybe not Jaws, but that's definitely become a thing since Back to the Future. Like, how many Friday the 13th are there? Yeah, just like that, yeah, that over-exaggeration. Holographic advertising. We don't have it yet, but you could... I could see it visibly happening eventually. I mean, we have the cinemas that do it. Yeah. You can watch Flying cars we don't have, obviously. Hoverboards we had, but they were... They weren't real hoverboards. They're, ca- they're coming, they're coming. They're even like the You've way... You've got no, self-tying no. shoelaces. Self-flying shoelaces. We Bro, do I always them. had them. It's Velcro. And the Velcro shoes I used to get as a kid came with a tech deck, and that is why I had Velcro shoes. But pretty much my entire high school. The, the thing oh, is, primary like, school. Sorry, I primary school. Yeah, Converse for high school. I did. No, you're right. Stuck it to the man. They had That's like they had like fingerprint scanners <laughs> from when they went into like the house. They had yeah, like the yeah, massive. They, they had the massive projectors. They had like VR what, faxes. What else did they have? They had VR. Yeah. They had, v- they had VR, yes. He had the VR because they were sitting at the table. They had the... F- they had the split-screen TV, mm. which I think is a feature on some TVs, not all of them. They had the hydrator, though, for the for the pizza. Remember they had, like, the mm. pizza hut and they put in the hydrator? They had that in some kids, too. <laughs> yeah, for the McDonald's thing. That Was that was that a hydrator? Yeah. Oh, it was. But, like, s- some of this stuff... It is always fun to go back, and like, just, once you roll past a movie's future, to be like, how'd you go? They did. They did some guesses. Some of it was right, but then, like, even some of it... We've seen worse versions of a future. But I.e. Cowboy Bebop. Is that... A, that's not in the past yet, is it? It's coming, though. It's, it's pretty close. We have not colonized we're, we're Mars. Not, we're not getting close enough for it to be a thing. Yeah, we're screwed there. That don't happen. No, well, yeah, or they, you could just do really smart and you do Didn't Star Trek taste place in, like, the 90s? No, like, Blood Drive, they were, like, takes place two decades ago. Yeah, because it seemed cool. It was just a cool year written down. So we just use that. We don't care if it's old. It, it came out, like, 2016 20... or something. 16, 17. Oh, I thought it was, like, 2018. But it's set in 1999. Yeah, the apocalyptic year of 1999. Well, we, we, we back to the future. Like, they got some things right, but some of them don't seem that far-fetched. Like, it yeah, feels like the technology... Their like, guesses were better than a lot of Like, we would seen. have that technology soon, but we wouldn't be using so, it in the yeah. same ways. If that means. We wouldn't yeah. be using it in the same ways, but we have that technology. So I think what else they have. Like, we have that face. Like, we remember Doc. He's, like, got his face rejuvenized, so he looked younger, and it That's did absolutely it's, nothing. He's just wearing a... Just it a clear did, nothing. Did nothing. But they had the um, the weather mapped out to the exact second. We've got that pretty much to the hour with our Apple Watches mm. and our smart watches. Not to the second yet, but we're getting into the hour. Yeah. It's good to think back at like all of that kind of stuff though, just like how they said that. Like they went to that classic bar where it's like this head, like Michael Jackson and all that. And then serving like Pepsi. Yeah. And that cool Pepsi can that you could actually get at one point. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they did those again at a convention at the anniversary. Oh, it was just interesting how they guess. Yeah. What are we up to? We're up to... Um, all right, we've, we've saved old Artie, Grindad, mm-hmm. and Martin Doc telling the wait around for Sylvia, who is the woman he would get pregnant later on. Um, they tell him it's like an informant. Like he, They're pretty much telling him you're an undercover dude now. So just keep a low profile, stay in town, don't leave, and meet up specifically with the woman he should get married to. And then from there, they go back to the future. 
uh, what the future of the 80s. Uh, once there, it's clear something went wrong. It's not the weird casino version from the second one, but a more mafia one. Mm-hmm. I somehow there the things they did cause Biff to have to be triplets, yeah. which I love as a detail based on nothing at all. It's just there's two brothers now, and they're a successful mob family, and it's fucked up. They put George in a wheelchair after the school dance in that timeline. They oracled him. That is dark. I know. It's, How did he end up in a wheelchair? They beat him until he couldn't move his lower half ever again after he stopped the rape. Okay. That's what they did in this okay. game that is cartoonish. When you, when you think about it, the, the movies were all PG. Mm. Imagine that in the PG, just like them just like beating the shit out of them. Oh my god, okay. And it also changes the rape scene knowing that there is three biffs now. Yeah, that's a bit weird. I mean, that would have made sense. Like, George would have punched one of them and then proceeded to get held down by oh, two why, of them well, while another but why one would just there stomps be, Why in. would there be three Biffs in, in the car or near the car? I don't know, one for every hole. Yeah, but why would you even... Why would? Well, like, so you ask him to go to the... under the, What is it? Enchanted Under the Sea Dance. Yeah. Okay. You go with one. Why are there... I don't know, Biffs? but it's just... The fact that there was three of them is just mainly to... Make the puzzle work. Like, is she but like it changes the it, whole it, fucking it, thing, it, man? It's like that's the sole woman that everyone wants to be with. Even all the brothers, they just want a piece of it. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it gets <laughs> when you start yeah, thinking about it. Oh. Like, yeah, it, it gets dark. Not just the wheelchair part, but all of it gets dark. <laughs> <laughs> Once there's three biffs, it, it all goes to shit. Um, yeah, Doc shows back up immediately, and they go back to when Kid Tannen was supposed to be arrested, which obviously didn't happen. Yeah. Um, the guy who was to arrest Tannen was demoted because in the last chapter, he lost an 80-year-old arsonist, then lost a witness, and watched a flying car blast out of reality twice. Yeah. So when he reported that to his higher-ups, he was uh, demoted for being a drunk. And ironically, he's been drinking very heavily ever since. <laughs> um, this guy ends up being Jennifer's granddad, so they've probably stopped her from being born now too. Or she would be a drunk. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, because her his apple. wife leaves him because he's clearly a drunk, delusional loser. So, using the help of a hot flapper girl named Trixie Trotter. Great name. And you love all of her songs. Um, this drunk dude will... Her, he's so drunk that whatever she's singing specifically changes his mood. And that's a key component to the puzzles. So with Officer Parker's love for lyrics, a dog thrown on a roof and some more arson, Kid gets arrested. Yeah. However, if you listen to a few extra bits of dialogue, like you said, you know that things aren't perfect. You know, there's clearly some good foreshadowing if you play around in the dialogue trees, which, again, is a nice detail. So young Emmett Brown is supposed to go and see Frankenstein in the movie theatre. Mm-hmm. That is the movie that inspires his inventing path further, which I like as a detail because we like the Universal Monsters. Yeah, science and stuff. <laughs> Vague Frankenstein science. Did you know in the original book, he's like, I need to find the cure for death, and then the next chapter he's like, so I found it, and now I have to test it on a corpse. I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, dude, just back up a second. Now, what? Do you end up seeing that movie with Dan Radcliffe, and who else was it? The ah. new Frankenstein movie they made? Like, Daniel Radcliffe is Eagle. Yeah. 
And the guy who He's done some weird movies since Harry Potter, man. Yeah, you he, he does not want to get typecast. He's like, give me anything and everything you can. He's the farting compass. Considering He's got the, the fact guns bolted onto his hand. That Frankenstein was just a ghost story because they get reined into a cabin. Are you really surprised that it's no, a little no, dodgy? No. Yeah, it's dodgy as hell. Just so. Um, it was. Mary Shelley, but she was like trapped in a cabin because it was raining. So Frankenstein her, was the first creepypasta. Her and Lord Byron and two others just started telling each other ghost stories. And that's how Frankenstein was made. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he's supposed to go and see Frankenstein. But having his flying car prototype be used to help save the day, the Edna chick apologizes for thinking he's an idiot and they go and hang out instead of seeing the movie. The reveal that she was the actual arsonist shows how far she's willing to go for a town without crime. Like, she's clearly... Like, they start to get into it as the chapters go on, but she's a dangerous, insane woman. Um, The moment they ditch the theatre... Present Doc disappears from the DeLorean and Marty crashes into a billboard outside of the 80s version of the town, completely walled off from the world with a large sign of Citizen Brown on it. Which is like the short head creepy. He's very Hugo Strange, actually. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Do you know much of Hugo Strange? No. Well, have you played Arkham City? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hugo Strange from Arkham City. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I get the same like yeah. shady half psychologist but really bad at it vibes. It's probably the lab coat as well. Well, your lab coat changes you, but it depends how you wear the lab coat. If well, he's wearing it all tightly, but he's not wearing it all saggy baggy like like Brownwood. It's like the full pharmacy where it's like buttoned down like one side kind of vibe. Yeah, so I think that's the end of one of the chapters. That bit. Yeah. So while getting out of the what you got. He's licking the headphone case. Oh, man. <laughs> what have you been putting on it? Nothing. No. Suspicious of you. He's fine. He's alright. He's not making he's, he's totally okay. Um, Wait, we have a puppy again this week, guys. Franklin Jenkins. Jenkins. Good last name. No, Franklin Jenkins. He's named after... He, Franklin. No. Franklin is named after... My first dog was Shay Jenkins. He was named after an assassin from Assassin's Creed, and Jenkins was a brave World of Warcraft player. Like, you know, Leroy Jenkins, and he runs into the cave. Yeah, I, went, I watched a dude run out of a McDonald's drive-thru order screaming that. Leroy. At peak Leroy, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, so in Leroy Jenkins, Franklin Jenkins. I Leroy was Jenkins Frank- is a nerd. Franklin is from the turtle. You remember turtle, Franklin? Yeah. Yeah. Franklin Jenkins. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> FJ. Did it? Alright. While getting out of the car in the billboard, you meet this timeline's Jennifer. Do you remember her? Yes. Yeah. The angry punk chick who can't stand Martin. He is not I like that Marty is a cool name for a guy in the eighties. Doesn't really translate now. Um yeah, well, once you're inside the walls it's clean, very clean. And the people are either almost riot-style police uniforms or weird civilian polo shirt, like, civilian uniforms. It's got a nice... It feels like what Epcot was supposed to be. No! A little bit. Listen to our Epcot episode if you want to get onto that. It's a little bit culty. And I do like... Not many franchises can do dystopian present. 
as, yeah. a, as a concept. Like, you got alternate dimensions, you got, all, you know, dystopian futures, sure. Back to the Future might be the only one that can do a current standard dystopia. I can't think of anything else that could manage it. Unless you're already living in it. The Hunger Games are pretty close. We're heading that way. I don't know. I still say it's a dystopian future, though. Yeah, but it's it's not that far away. I know it's all timeline based, but it's just a concept you don't see very often. Yeah. Okay, the the amount of ways they've screwed with that timeline, though. (laughs) If you were to have a look at like a big layout of that timeline, oh my god, they would have just. I'm sure we'll get into it another time, but like the mess that is Back to the Future is directly where Rick and Morty is stolen from. Well, yeah, we have the characters too. Yeah, have you seen the original Rick, the original Doc and Morty shorts? No. So it's where Rick and Morty comes from, but no one really talks about it because it is literally Doc Brown and Marty, and the cure to every single problem is if Marty licks Doc's nuts. <laughs> there's like three of these little episodes and it's all the fucking same joke he licks his nuts Doc laughs at him and then just does some unrelated thing to solve the problem <laughs> I don't think you could do that with uh, Rick and Morty with the younger the grandpa no it's weird that that inspired an entire show <laughs> so Marty runs into Biff in this universe a very brainwashed version of Biff he explains how he was a bad dude you know drinking alcohol he had dogs as pets um he kissed people in public but now breaking rules makes him super sick which is where the brainwashing part comes from um in this universe this alternate world biff is a big pussy jennifer is an angry rebel marty's mother is a clearly depressed woman and secretly an alcoholic um and his dad is a creepy surveillance nut and marty himself is apparently a huge dork um but we can fix the Marty stuff, and that's pretty much all this chapter is. Is um by fixing his reputation, he can impress new Jennifer and get an interview with Citizen Citizen Brown regarding the Citizen Plus program, which is the thing Biff had just done. Which is literally like they brainwash a dude into feeling sick if they do anything, you know, wrong. Um I remember really liking this one because it's literally just like try to break laws and that's the game. <laughs> So with that in mind, um, you're seen with Einstein, you know, having a dog. Um, you hook up with a punk chick in front of her dad. Nice. Um, you beat a dude in Guitar Hero. Um, there's a good quote in there. If you fail to beat him first try, I'll leech you. I think it was played by Flea in the original movies, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think he's Flea in this one. Um, the, the quote is, he's like, I thought I left you out in the gutter, McFly. And just with a quick response, Marty is like, I was in the gutter, but your mum threw me out. Oh. I was like, that is that is good writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. With all that done, you get caught with booze, and then you are sat down in front of Citizen Brown. Again, I like the conversation in this bit because it is very Hugo Strange kind of Emmett Brown and normal Marty arguing about what timelines are, are like the true ones. And he's like, "You're insane," but he's like, "Hear me out. I remember weird details of your childhood," and he's like. Like, he's lost trying to figure out how this guy could be bullshitting. It's very cool. Um, <laughs> I also like when he's... He's like, how'd you get here? He's like, you made a time machine out of a DeLorean. And the alternate doc's like, why? I mean, and and Marty is just dismissively is like, I don't know. 
It's, it's, oh, it's so good. It you, is a you, valid you, question. I know, but his response isn't a response. It's like the perfect car for the 1985 to build a, yeah. a time machine. It is good. Yeah, um, Marty almost breaks through to him, but he has to prove that this city has failed to make people happy. So through some more point-and-click adventures, you prove it, and this version of Brown is ready to rebuild the DeLorean using the original Timelines journal, which you still have. However, the chapter ends with Edna taking him away to become another citizen plus. Yeah, brainwash him too. So, Edna's trying to salvage her utopia. This punk teenager has undone decades of work in a single day. And she is going to need to run a full personality rebuild on her own husband. Meanwhile, McFly is locked in a waiting room for his turn with the brainwashing MK Ultra thingamajig. So Marty is up next, Brown is in progress, and it seems like Jennifer has already been through. So your next puzzle is breaking out and snapping Jen out of it with the power of rock and roll. Yeah. But like 80s rock and roll. So, <laughs> so hair metal. Uh, not even that. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I love Marty's crappy little yellow guitar. <laughs> like it's the cheesiest piece of shit now. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta do that. Um, it's also how you escape with Citizen Brown, you know. Um, it's all a euphemism for how music is keeping us from world peace, I think. If you want to read it to it that way. But, um, yeah, I still like the music. No, fair enough. So, he run, so this doc runs off to rebuild the time machine and Marty's left to argue with Edna about her ideals. And sure enough, though, using six months, his entire family fortune, and a deal with Libyan nationalists... Because, of course, this doc returns about a minute later and back they go to the 30s to fix whatever they did. Oh, yeah. They have to force him to see Frankenstein. Again, I mean, that's... I mean, Back to the Future is a universal property and so are universal monsters. But I do like the weird... Not even crossover, like the weird reference. Mm. Um, the two get there, but... You know, they're slightly off because this DeLorean's not as good as the real one. Um, it's around the day of the town's future expo. And instead of the flying car, young Emmett is making a mind map machine with Edna. It seems to be part of the beginnings of their mental profiling problem in the future. So the challenge here is like the opposite of the first movie. Instead of trying to get the young couple together, you got to break these couple up. Yeah. Um, through the use of some handy things like lies, deception, and Canadian porn... Of course. Again, I love the weird things that are in this game. Uh, Marty sets up everything he needs to break them up. Um, And Citizen Brown starts to get cold feet about the plan. Because it's literally his mission in this chapter of the story to write himself out of existence. So it is kind of weird. Um, Yeah, and he feels bad about how Edna is going to have a lonely, shitty future at the end of all this. But at the same time, she does keep burning down buildings, so she kind of deserves it. Yeah. You can't commit arson and then be the good guy. Yeah. Yeah, I found it hard to take seriously, though, because either because it's an old game or it's on the App Store with no servers left on it. It might be because my iPad's a piece of shit, but a lot of my animations really started to fall apart throughout this game. What do you mean by fall apart? So, like, while they're having this sad old doc having this emotional moment with Marty being like, I don't know if I want to make myself irrelevant and fizzle out of time itself. He's literally waving his arms around with a big smile on his face. 
because he's doing a different animation that his character's going to do later. I have some clips on my iPad or on my phone where I filmed it. Like, there's a moment later when his Marty... His stay on. Yeah, well, Marty and young Emmett, there's a scene where they're upside down for a bit. <laughs> and when they're standing back up having dialogue, every time it comes to them for dialogue, like, once their mouth sinks, it's their turn to do an animation. So they all, like, bend back over to talk. <laughs> Most of the time out of camera. Like, they, like, duck out of their own shot. I'll, I'll show you after it is, but... I still... There's still, like, a genuine love for this game. It's kind of like how I felt about Mafia 3 when I played that. Like, it it ain't perfect, but it's still charming enough that I'm Mafia fine with it. Mafia 3 was good. It was really... It had a lot of glitches in it, but it was still oh, genuinely yeah, it good. Was, it was glitches in the pop-in and just everything, but, like... <laughs> I was... particularly liked I'd be in the other room until you go, Come look at this car! And get out there and be like, That car is in the air. It's just casually floating away, really. Yeah, I just love it. I saw, like, like, a car go yeah. up, like, a spaceship once, and it was... I, I tapped it. You know, and then, yeah, I, ta- like, and I, then, I bumped and then into a car when I'm crossing the street and it just leaves. Ten minutes just watching it float away. And even like, if thought if a car's stuck in here, you shoot it once and it, like, drops. I don't know, it somehow senses it and it drops. And I tried it in Mafia and the car just, like, started to tilt from the bullet. <laughs> just started rotating away. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I did, I did like that about Mafia. It gave it a charm that, Believe it in I don't the know room. how to describe it. It's a fun little, like... I get how genuine this story is, and I get how hard they worked on it, but I'm still going to laugh at it a little, a little bit. It was the it engine, even in the new Mafia, the Mafia definitive. Yeah, I did have drums in that too. Yeah, I would see like a car just like be floating in the air as I'm driving down the street, and it was just be... I think what were some of the big drums I had? Because I remember having like full on like, that is... It's so fine. Weird. It was the lady in the brothel. It's fine. What happened with the lady in the brothel? So, do you remember the mission where you got to, like, find the yeah. specific brothel lady and get her out? Yeah, you got to pay before, her. Yeah. yeah, before you massacre the place. But yeah, blow it so up. So, I'm going through. I'm asking this one. I'm asking that one. I'm asking this one over here. There's one in the back corner, like, ducking punches. Like, she's doing the duck animation. And she'll, like, she'll, like crouch walk, like, a few steps and duck again. Yeah. And she just continued to do that until she had, like, left the bar left the lobby and just went and I was looking at her leave and I was like oh, fuck, I hope she wasn't the important one because she's gone <laughs> she left no it's not it as bad as like Assassin's that. Creed Assassin's Creed Unity was genuinely a f- like a comedy game until they updated it the faces or even like no we- even I didn't have the faces disappear but do you remember in the opening when you play as like maybe your father you play some other dude yeah. through the riots of France I immediately got my head caught in the roof of like a marketplace stall but this part of the game's before the pause menu's available. I had to, like, unplug the console and then plug it back in to do the level to get to the pause button. Oh, like, it was the most broken thing I'd ever seen. It was delightful. Literally didn't even get 30 seconds into the game, and it was done. It was like, you can press the directional button now. I'm like, sweet. Oh, I fucked it. <laughs> it was, it was a thing of beauty, though. I loved it. It was so I funny. Just, I just remember Witcher, when you called Roach, you'd be just on top of a building. It would just be, like, anywhere. <laughs> just, like, you just whistle, and you look around, he's, like, on top of a fence. You're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm a horse. <laughs> <laughs> you called <laughs> he's just like on top of us you called he's, a, he's a champion of the dramatic entrance um Watson and Sherlock oh have you ever seen that what's happened alright um so there's a there was a Sherlock Holmes game mm-hmm. and you had Watson like as an AI assistant and he would follow you around and do all the things I think he had your inventory he would he was a helpful part of the game they 
there was a problem where the animation of him walking fell out. Like, it didn't come in the game. So you would look at him. He'd be there. He'd be doing his thing. You'd look away, and you'd look back, and he'd be somewhere else. Like, he moved like a weeping angel. Because he still followed you around. You just weren't ever able to see him move. (laughs) So he would just, like, follow you without making, like, without moving a muscle. He'd be there. It was very weeping angel. I fucking loved it. Um, you know what else I loved? Mm. To tension back in. The scene when Trixie lays down her break these two up trap. I don't know if you remember it. I, I like to move. She breaks up Emmett and Edna. She, like, her puzzle is you have to get her, like, some furs and a fake diamond and a photo album of Emmett. Mm. So she's like, she barges over to them. You've just melted his suit, so he's, like, kind of disheveled and in, a little bit in underwear. And she barges her way in and she's like, I don't want to be bored. I don't need your furs. I don't need your diamonds. I need you. And more importantly, Emmett Jr. needs you. And she's like waving around his childhood photo like it's their son. (laughs) This is the greatest move. Because it's like, that boy looks like you. And he's like, I can explain. And she's like, you're obviously, you've obviously got a kid. Mm. He's like, no, I don't. I swear. She's like, I'm leaving you. I was like, that is cold. I mean, it's a good white dog. <laughs> just a funny little thing. I never thought to do it. I like that bit. Um, yeah, you end up having to literally talk him off a ledge after this, though. <laughs> Which is great. Um, it's a dark scene. There's a thunderstorm above ta- Town Hall, and he's sitting on the edge. And the only way to, like, progress the story... You try to say nice things to him through your dialogue tree, but it's not working. So the only way to... um to get him to progress is Marty has to rant about how he fucked this guy's life up for fun. Mm. Which is, it's another really good scene. I, I wouldn't mind seeing this as a back to the future fall because it's got a lot of really good moments in it. We could never get it. I know it'll never work, but, but, but I'm I'm happy I got it here, but I'm like, I can see why this would have worked as well. You know, but did you see like that deep face like all that stuff did you see that thing where they did the mm. deep face with Robert Downey Jr and like come on I was like, I, my first reaction was there's other actors that aren't in the Marvel movies you guys you know what I mean <laughs> yeah but even like the way they're doing like James Dean's coming back for a movie next year yeah, it's, it's like his family paid, gave him the rights he's not even a leading role he's a secondary role in a World War 2 film I found it so out of I mean, out of taste, I guess, when they were like, let's keep Princess Leia in these. Oh, yeah. Or, or Tarkin. Yeah, I, I do feel like... I, uh, I feel like it's wrong. I, it, no matter how many rights they get to do it, it feels wrong. <laughs> Those models are doing pretty good. Like, they're getting close to that uncanny valley. Their technology's amazing. You can watch Katy Perry in porn she's not in now. Which is the first example I saw of Deep Fake. There you go. I don't know the like Um. Okay. Okay. So. So Emmett's like, "Fuck you, man! I'm gonna make my own decisions from now on, and I'm gonna strike out on my own." And you've inadvertently inspired Doc now, instead yeah. of Frankenstein. Um. But before he can become himself again, he falls off the edge. Um. He's caught on a rope and a gargoyle, a bit like Joker in the 1989 movie. Yeah. Marty manages to save him, and they go back and finish the flying car. Before the expo finishes. Um, before this chapter ends, we get a final scene, which is Citizen Brown picking up Edna, who's walking home after the breakup. And he asks what she knows of Marty, and there's like a weird foreshadowing thing to it. 
Um, and that brings us to the final chapter, which is Outer Time, which is the, it's obviously the number plate. Hmm. That's, that's the reference there. That's why it's in for, capitals for in my note and spelled wrong. Yeah, I was going to leave it alone. It's a number plate. Okay. Alright, it's time for the big expo before Marty gets back there with young Emmett's uh, fancy battery, which is the static accumulator. Um, the one, yeah, it's the one to run his flying car. He ends up getting stopped by Citizen Brown, who has a new plan. He's going to sabotage the whole expo um, and let Edna and Emmett get back together. He's like, it's not. Edna that fucks me up, it's science. I'm just not going to worry about science. Science sucks. And if I'm too dumb to make a dystopian future, she won't make me do a dystopian future. Mm. And Marty's like, I think she's still a villain, bro. No, no, no. She keeps burning shit down. But she's got boobies. Not compared to the Trixie. But she's got boobies. I don't know about all this. Yep, so... um. Or is it a butt man? These are the questions that we ask ourselves. Doesn't get I... doesn't get answered in the original trilogy whether he's an ass or a dick. No, guy. well even then he's like, no. Oh, maybe wait. it's in the commentary. In number three, remember what did that? Yeah, what's have? the what's the first thing he looks at on Clara? Yeah, Clara. Mm. I don't know. She's on. The, she was on the. Sh- well, I'm gonna what, have to go back and look at where his eyes. Well, what does he do? He, he 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 takes her off like the horse is about to go go off the the ravine that would be and then and then are you telling me he didn't mean to save her he just grabbed her ass and accidentally saved her life yeah he's like she's gonna die anyway i'm gonna molest yeah that's i think i don't like your portrayal you know what i reckon he's an ass man i reckon he's an ass man we're gonna have to ask somebody no 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 hang on we have proof he is a man of science no that's not a part of a woman anything from prison school story time Japanese show. Uh, I don't know where this is going. It is us then. It has to be us. Because that's the evolutionary superior, I think. Yes. Compared to yeah, don't watch because prison we school. Only, we only developed the boobies because we no longer walked around with the boots. Mm. That's another thing we'll have to show you after we finish this episode. <laughs> Thank you. One. I win. Alright, fair enough. I think you. I think you do. I totally do. I'm totally right. Does he wrap his arm around the front or the back? No, he's grabbing her waist. Ooh. I'm telling you, he doesn't get her off the horse like this. Is he, is he a thigh guy? Is he sitting there like thick thighs save lives kind of bro? Yeah, I think he... I don't know. Look, Oh, no, that's around the midsection. Definitely. No, 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 go back, go back. That pointer finger is getting dangerously close to a bra. Let's... let's Let's no. run the evidence one more time. No, run the evidence. I think. I, I feel like it's, close. Look, it's, it's under. It's underneath the breast. It's. Oh, that close. that other arm's getting close to pussy. This is. This, I feel like we're watching the Zapruder film trying to work out who did JFK in. No, this I is exciting. You, prison school tells me that all men of science are buttons. Mm. No, I no, forgot no. how long his hair is in this movie. Maybe it is very. <laughs> he is a boot man. Yeah, I think I. I, I like know. the idea of us doing an entire commentary track of the original trilogy, <laughs> just, where we're just, just trying to work out what turns on Doc, and that's the entire thing. <laughs> oh my god! I, I hate what we're doing. <laughs> Glad that I could bring you this one. Yeah, good. Of the you know what's funny? If you look at it, you can see like where his cap line is around his hair. Yeah, but where's his eyes? We don't know where the eyes are going. Oh my god! In, in that the important questions. Scene, Way over her head. I don't worry about that. It's just acting. 
So, um, Trixie manages to get back into the expo too, mm-hmm. despite being fired earlier for being Canadian. Yeah. Because it's prohibition and you're allowed to maybe talk about stuff like that. Dang, aliens. But Artie mentions a loophole to keep her around, which is more like extra dialogue stuff, which I liked. Um, pretty much every character in the game is here, including Edna, who's having Detective Barker arrest you because... Citizen Brown told her that Marty is actually Yakov Shmirnov, Russian radicalist. <laughs> yeah, get a little bit of that Cold War. Got to have some of it in there somewhere. Yeah. Communism, man, look out. Yeah, it's also revealed that young Emmett Brown is missing somewhere inside the expo. So the, the puzzle in this bit is for you to navigate the expo displays to find young Emmett. The um, hinting about Trixie is getting pretty strong at this point. Hmm. Um, suddenly she's an American citizen and her and Artie won't talk about it. And when she gives you, um, all the tickets to the expo, she literally is like, you're pretty much like family now. She's not Sylvia. No. So you immediately start to worry and be like, where this, where that's going, which I, I like. It's, it's there if you want it. Like you said, like it's all extra dialogue. Um, after you go through the expo, Marty reconciles Doc with his father um, has Edna confessed to being an arsonist, which I love when she's like, all the alcohol made the fire so extra sparkly. That's like, oh, this bitch. This is <laughs> absolutely I've, I've never this... said that before. Do you remember that scene? It, it was either in the comic or in the animated, probably not in the animated series, considering where I'm going with this. There's a Firefly bit of Batman where it's showing him, like, looking at a fire, and all he sees is, like, this beautiful dancing woman in the flames. And he's like, I just want to be with her. And I'm like, that is a dangerous pyromaniac. <laughs> That's about the level of that bitch crazy is what you get from Edna in this. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like that is in the animated series. But no, she definitely yeah. didn't have nipples in that fire. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking he's, about. He's a, he's, he's a Batman villain who just likes to burn shit down. Oh, no, no. Don't you, yeah, don't you go against him in Arkham? Yes, in Arkham, Arkham Origins. Origins. Is it Arkham Origins or Arkham mm. Knight? Because I could have sworn you chased one of them down. Maybe. I know he's definitely in Origins because he's one of the assassins that night. Yes, I know he's in there somewhere. Mm. Yeah, he's good. I really like him. Also, there was one in Spider-Man too. Do you remember that? Like a like a pirate guy, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah I can't Spider-Man think of his game. name, but there is. Yeah. Just fire is nice. Yeah, just get pyromaniacs. Do you need to stop thinking about fire for a minute? Just for just for a minute. <laughs> It's all like, I ask. I'm, I'm from boots too far. Yeah. It's a good night for me. I'm not tired at all. No, all hot dog on chocolate no, cake. This. Um, you getting that low? <laughs> yeah. So, so we get Doc and his father are good. Edna confesses to being the arsonist. Emmett flies his car, and everything is looking good. And then shit unfolds pretty quickly from there. Emmett crashes the flying car, but he's back to normal, like he's sciency again. Uh, Marty gives him the news clipping to explain things when he's older, which is like it gives him a fold up piece of paper and says you're not allowed to read this until you get the key to the city, mm-hmm. which is pretty much what it says in the newspaper. Um, Edna takes off in the, one of the DeLoreans and hit and runs Citizen Brown. <laughs> um, Marty watching him die and fade away at the same time is another pretty fucking dark moment in this, in this game. <laughs> Because he's literally like, hold on, Doc. And he's like slowly getting transparent, but he's also very clearly slowly dying too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, after this, present Doc shows up. 
claiming that he remembered Marty from back then being taller. Um, then the baby from Back to the Future 3, who is Artie's dad, shows up mad that his son married a Canadian floozy. Yeah. Uh, Marty starts to panic about having the wrong grandma because he's like, oh shit, Trixie and Artie are married. Um, and as they consider that as a problem, Hill Valley disappears. Yay! Yep, Edna has somehow gone back in time and stopped the entire town from existing. It's about as close to an apocalypse as they could get. Hey? Fixes her problem. Yeah. Yep, the only thing left in its place is a shack, and inside is a dementia-stricken, old and insane Edna. Yay! Um, You spend a really long time in the game putting her through the moments that led her, you know, to going back in time and all the things that happened there. She reveals that when the Tannen family started to build a saloon, she burnt it down. Um, That that fire spread, took out the entire town, and then no one bothered to try again. Yeah. So Marty and Doc have to go back to 1876 and stop the firebug bitch. That's not very nice. Um, She's a firebug. You're just offended because you like fire. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'll be over here playing with my boy. All right. So, sure enough, the two get there in time to find young Edna and a very cowboy Tannen together in the saloon, having a Mexican standoff. If he shoots her, she'll drop the torch. If she drops the torch, he'll shoot her. Um, using... <laughs> I love just the inventory this game has. Using sandbags and pickle juice, Marty McFly douses the flames and the dock punches Tannen out. Um, there's a little bit of a DeLorean car chase scene and we see the cars sink. And it sends Edna back to her time to promptly be arrested. Um, her version of the DeLorean just fizzles out in time because, like, its temporal fields are all buggy, which is why it was not quite transferring properly into the right time. So it just, it just fizzles out. <laughs> it's like, oh, how are we going to solve the problem with the extra car? Oh, it's gone sick. All right. <laughs> how, how are they doing with fuel source? Because like, it's, it's running off, like, what is it? Rubbish. Trash. Rubbish. Yeah. Because that one's post number three so it has Mr. Fusion on the back of it mm. I wonder if they're like filling it up do you reckon they could have put Edna into it I no, reckon you could no she yeah she if is. it just burn, she if burns, it burns down places anything, if, if it burns down literally like banana peels into fuel you could dispose of a body yeah you could dispose of a body because it'd be like a, a body bi- and banana bi- peel are a very different size bi- comparison guys no I mean you could put like you a chunk of meat you in know, there too you know all the theories we're not blood driving this bitch oh let's totally blood drive this car so, you know all those theories that the only way Doc could save Marty in all three of the movies is if he's seen Marty die a million times and has gone back to, like, rectify certain details? Do you reckon that's why we don't have Biff being triplets in the movies? Because there's no way Marty walks out alive of triplets, so he had to go back and kill two of the tenants. <laughs> yeah. Feed them to the car. Back to the episode, boys. That was, that, that's not actually a minus. You need a bigger hole if you're going to feed it. Can you imagine putting it in a hole like like, like the size of like a like just, a tube? Just if he just like happened to dice up his body and just like put it in. He's like trying to feed I a whole army and go, oh, this fat bastard, god damn it. Take it back out, cut it down. I did raise this issue. Um, so the last thing to clear up is the fact that Marty's grandmother married, grandfather married the wrong woman. Thing is, Marty isn't fading away. And Marty's like, but you got to marry Sylvia, not Trixie. And she points out that Trixie is obviously a fucking stage name. Oh. <laughs> um, this could have felt like a weird loose end cop out, but it feels more like a cute little detail than anything. Mm. Like a charming twist. Because if it was written differently, it would feel like a crap ending. 
but I like it. It has a little bit of charm to it. Um, so with that, Marty and Doc return to the estate sale, which with a little bit of timeline adjusting is now just a yard sale because in this version, Doc and Clara live in and out of the 80s present yeah. instead of living in Red Dead Redemption time. Well, they're on that train too. Yeah, because they were originally like staying in Cowboy Town on the train. Yeah, they were just just they were, weren't they traveling through time because the train could fly as well. Yeah, yeah so they could, they the just... train has the same thing as the DeLorean. Yeah, that's why they give Marty the DeLorean because they've got the train. No, the DeLorean the gets destroyed. Boys. Yeah, it gets remember because it was on the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They send him back with the train, and he has his big fancy truck that he's really proud of. Yeah, yeah that toy nineteen eighty five Toyota Hilux. <laughs> That's going to be trash in, like, seven years. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. They're cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Doc's father was won over in the 30s regarding science because of the stuff he did. So, instead of being against it and, like, disowning his son, he sets up a scholarship. Um, Biff has a new mum, which is Edna. I love that. Let's just dump all the villains of this series in just, like, a house. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's a nice ending. I, I like all the little details that make, like, all the slightly bittersweet stuff, like Doc and Marty pretty much breaking up over time at the end. Like, they, they keep him as a neighbour. All the little details they do in this, I feel like were Bob Gale being like, what would I have preferred in the ending? Because it, it's all, like, subtle adjustments, you know? Hmm. Um, the next ending is also pretty good. Sure enough... Like, everything's all settled and good. And then an older Marty shows up. And he is pretty much quoting the end of Back to the Future 1. Like, the whole... It, it's all role reversed. He's, like, ranting about Doc's kids becoming assholes or something. You know, it's that speech again. And then another Marty shows up. And then a Mad Max-looking Marty shows up. So, present Doc and Marty just, like, blow them off. They're not going to deal with that bullshit. They're just, like, leave. <laughs> um, and that is how it ends. And it plays, you know, the... So, the back in time. Song. You know what? Uh, that, that's a, that's a good way to just like to finish it. And like as, as we said, like at the start of this, you don't need to take it mm. if you don't want to. Like it's not like this is part of it. You need to accept it. Like you it's a delightful addition, but you don't need it. It's just like putting like a comic book series on the end of like a, like a TV series. Like, yeah, it's like a continuation exactly, of Smallville. No, or something. Do you know what it's yeah. kind of like? Are you going to say Buffy? Because I'm going to say, no, this came out really well. Peter Pan. Peter Pan? What are you talking like, book or adventures? No, completely opposite. All right, go. So, um, when Jane Berry died, he gave the rights to Peter Pan to a children's hospital in England. So they get the royalties on it. Hmm. Um, Good way of doing it. Last year or the year before that, their rights were about to run out, meaning that they would lose all of the proceeds that they get from Peter Pan because you have to pay the hospital to use it. Mm. So they contacted the Barry family and asked for permission to run a contest to write the actual sequel to Peter Pan, which I'm pretty sure is called Scarlet Neverland. But they just didn't, like, they publicised it just enough that they could get, like, a contest winner. Mm. So it is the official Peter Pan sequel. Yeah, it's legally like legally canon. canon to the story. Most people don't know exist because it was only done to make sure that they didn't have to give up the copyright. I mean, that's like the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movies, just so they could keep 
the rest of the Fantastic Four, which they still haven't successfully but, but used. The thing, like, this is one of those things that if you want to read the official canon sequel, it's out there and exists. Most people don't know about it. Mm. But I, I guess that, that's kind of good for, like... It's good for the hardcore fans, but also the casual fans. But, like, it, it was purely done so that the rights wouldn't go for sale. Well, I guess it's kind it's of a, good because look, look what they did to Star Wars when yeah. Disney bought it. They're just like, like, all of these novels and stories that have been made, they're We're just throwing like, them in the bucket. Shop it. And everyone's like, what? And, like, all of the LucasArts games, they were making, like, amazing mm-hmm. games, just all that. They're just like, nah. Nah. Original <laughs> movies. No, is no, the, the, yeah. That's all we've got. And they didn't even, like, they're like, even the prequels are like, Nah. Prequels are great. Even the original trilogy, they've got the McClunky edition. Two. No, Revenge of the Sith. Two. I took a day off school for that. Oh I like two. Two. Yeah. Oh, because it has Star Wars two. Because That's of, my favorite. I love scene. how dismissive it is by number in the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, but just, I know it upsets people. The script for number two is it, it, it's it's so painful. No, but it's got the one scene I like. With the sand. No. It was fucking funny. funny. I just think that that's hilarious. I hate sand. I like that's, that's why they hit his son in the one place he wouldn't look at. Or even it. just like I like I like I like the it reminds me of the one dude from IT crowd, the vampire dude. Mm. I love sand. <laughs> it's funny. But even like how she was like so seductive and she's like, We can't be together, yet they're so in like this candlelit room with a fire and she's wearing like this tight like oh! latex oh! and then she's like a breast around and she's like it's, we can't be together. Excuse me. If a woman says no it means no, it doesn't matter what she's wearing because she's not wearing it for you, she's wearing it for herself. But she's there and she's No! No! You listen to her words. She Don't did... you dare look at her like she is a piece look, of meat. Look, con- look consent's a thing, but she is outright bullying him because it's funny. No. It's funny. <laughs> no, because if you're going to be that way, that's the whole reason for the Halloween you had to be selective about the people that you gave candy to. Yeah, I didn't want to give candy to Slutty High School. It felt weird. Um, However, it shouldn't have felt weird. No, it's I, just I like the unrequited love because from the first movie, he's like five and she's like early 20s, man. No, she's like, yeah, she's like 20. She's way too old for him. And then she doesn't age for three movies and he literally like goes... I'm, I'm like, yeah, seven years. Yeah, it's just, but I like the ridiculousness of that. He's like, we should have sex. I was like, she's like, I remember when I had to like change you, bro. <laughs> You're tiny. I mean, he's like, you still got my up. necklace that I gave you. She's like, yes. Oh, no, number three was good. They're all just funny, man. No, I like the scene where he's riding the thing and then he gets the fucked off and thing. his, his face down in the grass and she runs over and she's like, Oh no, Annie! And then he rolls over and he's laughing and she's like, You're a dickbag! No, I like when he floats the piece of pear onto her fork, but it's like a terrible two dimensional animation yeah. of the pear. It's pretty great too. Alright, if we're gonna go off the rails, do no, you have any final thoughts of Back to the Future the game? I don't care. I, the song. <laughs> I think it was good, but I feel like that's a good place to end the story. Like, oh yeah, I really like, like I, I like it. I, I like it's an official, like it's it's as official. Like that's a good way to like to end it. I like this ending better than though. Like I'm so glad they didn't do this and they didn't just like go, oh, let's make a TV series, let's make like an actual movie with, with real characters. Because with this one, we don't have an association or hatred to an actor for their role. We just yeah, 
we can appreciate it for it as being something just added to it. Because can you imagine the hate if that was made into an actual TV series? Like yeah, with completely different actors and stuff, completely yeah, different like writing stuff. Hate didn't be have there. Bob Gale because we know yeah. they're not the real actors. That is just an interpretation. Hmm. It's like yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a good game, but I just like it to be where it is. Yeah, it's a little bit of history. And, and if if they did anything else, it would probably ruin. I, I hope they it's don't. A really good I hope balance. they. I hope they don't touch that again and keep it, keep it pure, yeah. and out of money hungry hands. I do like that they're literally the dudes behind that movie literally have like this quote. I can't think of it verbatim, but it's literally like giving away your proprietary rights, like your baby. For financial gain is literally selling your kid into a sex work. It, That's exactly what every other franchise has done. You literally. Like, Star Wars, George Lucas literally gave away his baby for money. He's, like, their, their attitude is like, you sold your child for sex slavery. And he sold it to him, but he sold it to him with, like, scripts. And he's like, if you want to use it, you can use it. No, and like, then, we don't. And then he's like, no. And then but that's why you stipulate when you sell things, this is what you well, can they, do with They originally it. offered him $2 billion. Look, I, I really respect the Back to the Future guys for holding that in. Yeah. I think it's just, that's just how Zemeckis is, because he's the same with Gremlins, too. Yeah. Like, unless the original writer is writing the third one, it's not going to happen. But let's hope that he, because the rights are going to go into his children, and mm. let's hope that the children will. Yeah, let's hope they're better than Dr. Seuss's bitch wife. Just <laughs> take it. He was like, I want them to stay books because it's important to have children read. If they want my stuff, they have to learn to read. And then he died, and she's like, cartoon that motherfucker! <laughs> what a bitch. Like, she literally waited for him to, like, die to immediately sell all of his shit immediate. Just straight away, went straight for money. She sucks. I mean, I've heard stories that he was a bit of a shitty person. But I would still. probably, if you sat there and you were like, this one thing is my most treasured possession, but I'm going to beat the shit out of you every day, you can bet the second you die, I'm like, and that fucker is out. I know, but there's something horribly disrespectful to the literacy of children. Yeah. As a, as a collective. My children can't read anyway. No, no, it's her no. fault your students can't read. It's the old fault my students can't read, and I know the truth. <laughs> you you walk in there and pay every morning. I know. Did I go back in time to do it? Back in time. Which is my homework. I know. I'm going to so, my homework for this episode was, what would be your move if you had the DeLorean? I have two moves. Oh, if I had the DeLorean. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't have an answer no more. Honestly. I resented mine. I, would, I have two moves. I would, I would, just, be, I would just be going through time. I, I would go through... You know how you get those, like, those photos? Like, there's heaps of, like, those conspiracy theories where you see, like, where the dude's glasses. On, where the dude looks like he's just... He's, like, like mobile phone. Yeah. I would just be doing that. I would go there and just... Fuck with people. I'd be like, here's a mobile phone with a kitten on it. And I'd just You would be dead so quick. <laughs> have you seen And then get they in my are, car? They and are and just killing you. Have you seen Hot Tub Time Machine 2 when one of them just inv- invested all their money in early Google so he lives in like a big mansion in the second movie? I mean, that would be the right idea, but I immediately panicked. Because I was thinking about the DeLorean. I'm like, every time they go back in time, they botch it. No, but I'd be. But my first reaction was, I want to go and see who shot JFK. I want the actual factual answer. But then I was like, oh, it's a Back to the Future DeLorean, so I'll inadvertently make a mistake, and then I'll be in prison for killing him. And just I'd be like, oh, I'd, no, I'm, I'd got afraid. So yeah, now, I, like, don't, now pack, I don't want to time travel. You just pack for your trip and just go. 
On second thought. I was like, that DeLorean is specifically script ready See, to I, fuck me. I just have anxiety that it had like a like a flat tire or just like what happened in Back to the Future Part 3 where they just, they, they couldn't get the speed. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, we can't get the speed. You live here now. And it's just like, okay, let's hijack yeah, a train see, and get that train down. I mean, it was like, who killed Jack? And then, it, like, a second later, I'm like, oh, that's such a bad idea. They wouldn't leave you there, though, because that would mess up the timeline too much. So that you would have so to. So they have to take you home was, after the day s- finishes. No, no, it's your responsibility to the time jump. Like, no, to time I, as a whole. If you make a mistake, you got to kill yourself immediately. you got to get out of it. No. That's the rules. There's make a time jump. And then, and then there's the mystery of who's that dude who just killed himself? This problem, like, this is, like, like the president just died. Everyone's all chaos, and then one dude just jumps off a building, like completely unrelated. And they're like, "The fuck is this problem?" All right, cool. He had, he had a phone on him, which is weird. <laughs> no, you go back to the fifties. You go to a bunch of outfits. I know. And then you jump forward to 2005. It'd be so hard. Like, Going back to 1999, just scare a bunch of people about Y2K. You've got like a hundred year period you can pretty much okay. go. Because then, like, a DeLorean in any time past, like, what, before 1940, with everyone would go, oh. Yeah. Hang on a second. I've got three. I've got three now. You've got three now. Okay. I'm going back in time. This is all in the one day, mind you. Jesus. Going God. back in time it. to late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. Just getting a bunch of clothes. Oh, you should go shopping. That is very expensive to wear the clothes I like. Go to the 90s, collect all of the nostalgia. Uh-huh. Ooh, go buy then, Action Comics number one. Uh, yeah, then for like 10 cents. go to 2025. Uh-huh. Just check out. Just go out, right? Yeah. See where it all goes wrong. Did, did we ever get rid of Corona or are we all Coronas now? Just so you know when you can, like, start booking and holidays again. It's like, when are we good? Just do, yeah, just go, just, to, just keep going, just, like, like, go to Live Aid and go and watch, like, Queen. Did MCR reschedule their Australian tour after this? Right, go home. <laughs> so you know when to, like, book your trip. So now set. I have a fancy outfit and a Tamagotchi <laughs> to take to my MCR concert. I'm done. And butterfly clips. Definitely need butterfly clips. Alright. Every 90s gummies. I'm going to go back. I just want to go back to when Happy Meal toys were really good. I'll just like eat a couple of Happy Meals. And I think back. the 90s. I'm like 90s. Just pretty much. I would like to just go back to 90s. Yeah. Back when technology was there, but it wasn't like the sole thing that everyone used. Yeah. When it was just like a little gimmick. Like it was like you use a phone, but yeah, it'd it take you like 15 attention. minutes to text someone. So you just go, I'll oh, call them. Yeah. Oh, remember the pager? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or just like to get in a single letter, you got to click a button like five times. You got to go. I wonder if it's, I, well, I used to be good at that, but I reckon I'd be terrible at it now. Yeah. I, should, I would love to see how kids go with that today. Like, yeah. so like, here's a phone. Send me a text message. Bring it. And you have to write ha ha. Then you have to do a smiley face with a dot dot and an emoji and a bracket. You can't emoji me. Less than three. I less than three. You. Oh really? Less than three. You're just quoting commercials now? Because I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You're too young for me. I'm too young. What year was that? Yeah, we didn't know what you're talking about. Was that on your Nokia? Was that on your phone that has like the little like dial you go in the circle and then it goes... How do they even work? I haven't... Uh, that's just too... My nanny used to have one. Are you it's serious? Just slow. No. The answer is it's slower. I lived in dial-off. <laughs> 
I remember when dial up was a gift. I was I was born in the days when you would find a box of porn in the woods, not on the internet. In a magazine. Did you ever have that? You ever see the box of porn in the woods? No. Oh, fuck you then. I have been Toby to follow, I guess. Um yeah, this has been us talking about the Telltale Back to the Future. It's really good. If you can find it, it's good. I'm sure you can emulate it, no problem. Yeah, you can find it's like you can find physical copies on it off a PS4, mm. but I would say get it as soon as possible and just keep it. Yeah, like those kinds of games, you need to like get a physical and keep them because with licenses these days, you get them and yeah, you can re-download it. A bunch of people got mad recently because they realized the stuff they the MP3s they get from Prime Video, Amazon Prime, yeah, Amazon Prime is you're not paying for the thing; you are paying for the right to watch the thing. You know, it's. That happened with iTunes recently too. They like they cleaned house, a bunch of movies disappeared. So people were paid for them. They're like, "Where's it gone?" They're like, "Nah." So it, it's good to track down the stuff, especially in the age of the internet. A lot of this stuff will just disappear. Just like video game granted. preservation is so big, but these companies are just not like they they're not helping. They want a piece of the pie, but they got to make sure that if you want it, you got to preserve. Yeah, it. Yeah, you, you got you got to, you got to keep an eye on this stuff yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. That is, that is the message of the episode. Thank you, Bobo Jenkins, for joining us yes. once again. Um, thank you, Producer Kyle. I'm too old for this shit. We're not doing um, Lethal Weapon today. We're quoting the movie. I've never seen that. There you go. Oh, my too- God. Where did you get that from, then? Is that just the top of your head? No, I'm legitimately just You're just, too, you're old. just too old. <laughs> <laughs> um, remember to rate, review, subscribe, do all the goodies. Uh, you got a send-off today? You got a good one? Don't fuck your mum. Yeah, don't let your mum fuck you in the past. No, right? no, no. Don't you do it. Just me specifically. If she does it, it's fine. That'd be so weird You're if did that. He's like, oh, let's do this. If he was immediately on board. <laughs> <laughs> Different movie. I love it. <laughs> oh. All right, let's